The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's going on? Welcome to the Tate and Todd Washington Commanders Podcast brought to you by Fansided and Todd. We are uh going through it, going through it, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh last couple of weeks I have not been wanting to record. I've been at the point where uh this is my punishment to the team. No content uh <laughs> for a couple of weeks. But Todd, we are three and four right in the thick of things. And if the season were to end today or if it was two weeks out, we would be the eighth seed heading into uh, week, I guess, week eight. Week, week eight, right? Yep, yep. How you feeling? I guess I, we'll never have a normal season around here where you're just playing football and just trying to, you know, normally make the playoffs and normally uh, battle with other teams. It's always endless storylines and just the strangest seasoned around here and this is this has become another one of them so i think i'm just feeling like maybe that day will never come or maybe won't come until there's a a a staple franchise or a stable whoa whoa a staple at quarterback a stable quarterback so i you know i'm feeling like they could very well get to 500 next week but uh then after that i kind of am curious to see how they play the next two teams so i kind of want to talk about that and I want to talk about Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz. It's not really which one is better. I don't really think that matters which one is better. It's really just this season, which one do you have a better chance of winning with? Because ultimately, neither of them are the answer. So that's how I'm feeling. How are you feeling? All right. Yeah, about the same. I think I'm back in it. Two-game win streak. Uh, Ron always gets these win streaks going always. after a terrible start to a always. season. Always. And uh, you have a favorable favorable game this week against an Indianapolis Colts team who just benched Matt Ryan and have Sam Ellinger starting this week against a team defense. And with all credit, we have to give Jack Del Rio some props. The defense has been astounding the last couple of weeks. Now, granted, you look at who you play. You play right. a, you play a a, um, a Bears team who have no receivers, no offense at all. Quarterback <laughs> is shaky. Yeah. You play a Green Bay team who has offense, but the receivers are are shaky as well, but good teams take advantage of that. Good defense is taking advantage of that. And I have to give Jack Dorio some credit. Wild Goose has came out and played. Can't tackle worth the darn, but can't tackle at all. His coverage has been <laughs> has, has been great. Ben St. Juice has has solidified himself as the top corner on this team. I'm fully convinced he's physical. Um I love I love how he's playing. 
uh, Jamin Davis has stepped up, but I'm feeling good. I'm back in it, uh, at least for now. I think we can get to four and four this week, and then who knows? Yeah, so they are, what, two yards away from being on a three-game winning streak, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they have defensively definitely – they have not been as bad as last year for sure, and then you look at some of the changes they made um, – you know, like William Jackson the third not playing. I've come to the realization now, Tay, that he's just not good. Like I you know, we, we try to blame the scheme and say, well, he's a man corner in his own scheme, but but when he plays in man here, he's still not good. It's not like when he plays man, he's shutting guys down and but then in zone he's he's just not good. I kind of feel like maybe you know, maybe there's a situation to certain teams where he could be, but if you're a man cover who can't play man well, then you know so I think he's just not good, and that was just one of a, one of those free agency signings that just didn't work out, which, you know, happens. Um, but since they've made that change and then, on, you know, at the same time they have played teams that are struggling offensively, it's nice to see these teams that are struggling not get right against the defense. Right. Like at this point, that's all we can ask for because we're used to, you know, playing a struggling team and then suddenly they're not struggling anymore after they played Washington, and that hasn't been the case here. Now my question is, though, all right, so you've proven you can compete with and beat struggling teams. Like, right, I mean, you, you could have definitely beat the Titans uh, if not for just a, a, a bad interception right at the end. And you play the Colts next week, another struggling team. They're going to start a sixth-round second-year quarterback who spent most of last season on IR, has never thrown a pass in the NFL in the regular season on a team that's already struggling. And then, you you know, that's a winnable game for sure. You get to four and four. You've won three straight against teams that were struggling. But then you go and you play against two teams that are not struggling at all, right, in the Vikings and the Eagles. And that, to me, will be the real test. Because when we saw them play teams that were not struggling in the Lions week two, the Cowboys and the Eagles, they got completely washed, right? I mean, just just completely more because of the offense, especially than the defense. But... So my question is, all right, well, have you improved for real? Or have you taken advantage of playing struggling teams, which you should do, but then when you play the good teams, if suddenly you you look terrible again, then it really doesn't matter. Um, But I think the biggest question for that, Tay, will be Taylor Heineke and really the offense, right? Because in those three games against the Lions and the Eagles and the Cowboys, so the defense was not great, right? Uh, against the Lions, it was bad. Against the Cowboys and the Eagles, you know, the Eagles, they had a horrible second quarter. They weren't horrible the whole game, but kind of also feels like maybe the Eagles could have kept scoring if they really needed to. Mm-hmm. And then against the Cowboys, you know, you, you weren't horrible defensively. You had bad stretches. Um, the offense was was just unwatchable for three games. But was that more because of Carson Wentz? You know, and, and so that's my question. And that's why I'm wondering, you know, all right, so the title of the episode, Can Heineke Save the Season? <laughs> Which is, like, dramatic because you know, I think we know what Taylor Heineke is, right? I mean, he started off horribly yesterday, Tate. Like, <laughs> what he could have thrown, what, four straight interceptions to mm-hmm. start and mm-hmm. did throw one that was a pick six. But then when he turned it on, they're able to win the game. And you see how important that mobility is in the pocket. Um. <clears throat> So I guess that's my question. How, how much more confident do you feel now about Heineke, about the season going forward and the potential now that Heineke is is playing again, especially when you come to those Vikings game, the Vikings game, the Eagles game? 
because those are the, you know those are the real tests. Yeah, you know Heineke is truly a special special guy, man, and um, he'll always have a special place in my heart. Uh, <laughs> his arm strength is, I mean, I I get it. His arm strength isn't there. We take deep shots at the forty yard line. At the forty, yeah, nothing past the he forty. Got, hey, he got it yesterday. You know, the there was a great throw, fantastic great throw. <laughs> but um, man, Heineke's just different. Even when he threw that pick six, I just had a feeling that he he knows the offense enough. It's just amazing how, if you look at the passes that Curtis Samuel caught, and even Terry McLaurin caught, and even Gibson caught, and even Armani Rogers caught, mm-hmm. and even Paul Turner caught, they all had time to move and get and get in and out. Like I've never seen Curtis Curtis Samuel actually look like a receiver for the first time. <laughs> I mean, the uh, catches he made, the, the the chances that Taylor Heineke gave him, I mean, it was just cool to see that. That's something that Wentz was lacking. Wentz wasn't able to throw those underneath routes, and that's what they're getting now. And you were able to see some yak from from Curtis Samuel, some yak from from Terry McLaurin, even Amari uh, Rogers was was able to get some stuff going on going on after the catch. So um, it's going to be interesting to see. But I do think he could turn the season around. Um, now, whether he starts for the rest of the year, I don't know. But I think that his mobility is huge and i honestly feel comfortable with with heineke back there at the helm more so than i do with wentz yeah which is crazy and i feel the same way which is like again that's not saying a whole lot right we both have no delusions of of ultimately what heineke is which here's what taylor heineke is a baller okay like that's what he is uh he throws he starts off horror his first throw is nearly a pick six at the five yard line his second throw is nearly intercepted at what the 25 30 uh he 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 throws multiple other near interceptions he throws one that is intercepted throws that pick six and then bounces back and throws that touchdown pass to antonio gibson on the next drive that's that's kind of how i describe him as a baller and then he throws that ball down the field to terry mclaurin uh, he throws that third and 11 conversion to Curtis Samuel. He throws that third and nine conversion to Terry McLaurin, a critical point in the game. <clears throat> so he's a baller who is lacking the physical traits to truly be a special player. But when I say he's a baller, I also mean that in terms of how he's viewed by the players, the players view him as a baller. They don't view him as, as just the starting quarterback or just the backup quarterback. I think Carson Wentz is, you know, he's a starter. He's the leader. We're here to play for him. We got no issues with him. But with Heineke, when Heineke plays, when Heineke makes a great throw, man, the energy is different. Like those, the guys clearly, they love and respect him, right? The way that players on teams with real franchise quarterbacks love and respect that player. Yes, and I'm yes. not saying they think that he is that. Like mm-hmm. they, they don't think he's Mahomes, right? Mm-hmm. But they respect him. I think mm-hmm. the same way Chiefs players respect yep. Mahomes, and yep. they like playing with him. Yep. I think the way that you know Bills players love playing with Josh mm-hmm. Allen. And that's huge, right? I think that makes uh, as big a difference maybe as some of the X's and O's and the execution stuff. And the reality is, Tay, right, we watch what Carson Wentz can do. And and what separates Carson Wentz from Taylor Heineke mainly right now, and we're not talking about what we saw in 2017, is what we talk about arm strength, right? And and what when we say arm strength, we really meant downfield throwing in terms of distance, air yards, and velocity. Now, what I found, and tell me if you think I'm right with this, Tay, is that the downfield uh, air yards, the ability to throw distance, is there's a gap, clearly, right? Wentz can throw it 60, 65, maybe even 70 yards down the field. The, the velocity 
I didn't see velocity from Wentz that looked special to me, right? I, you can see that it's lacking when, when, uh, when Heineke is throwing it, you know, outside the numbers to the sideline. But I didn't really feel like in terms of velocity, I saw much better from Wentz this season compared to Heineke. Yeah. Am I, am I crazy? Because I know, you know, it's like Heineke lollipops. But when did we see Wentz make a, a throw that was like a laser? Maybe there's a couple, but I there's mean, like a cut. I mean, you had the the touchdown to Logan Thomas against the Lions, but that wasn't really a laser. Yeah, I'm talking about a laser, a dart. Mm-hmm. Have we seen any of those from Wentz this year? Mm-hmm. The first throw of the season from Wentz should have been that, and then it ended up being you know out of reach for Dotson on the sideline. So anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that the difference between Wentz and Heineke mainly this season is okay. Well, now with Heineke, you're not going to get the throw to McLaurin that we got against the Jags week one downfield. You're not going to get the throw. You got to De'Ami Brown against the Titans. Sure. But we only got two of those plays in six weeks. And uh, we still had a downfield play to Terry McLaurin this week. And then on top of that, you had a couple plays where we are positive. Wentz would have been sacked where Heineke was not. Mm-hmm. And I, so at this stage of their careers, at this stage of Carson Wentz career with his limited mobility, with his accuracy seem, seeming to be worse than it's ever been, and with him being in a new offensive system for the first time in his NFL career that he may be having trouble, uh, trouble grasping, I think Heineke, I think he is the better option at this point. Now it's been one game and, you know, Wentz started off week one well. Wasn't bad against the Titans, but the bad this year from the offense with Wentz playing was was unwatchable, and I don't know if we'll get to if we'll get to unwatchable like that for that stretch of games with Heineke. Yeah, and the thing with Heineke is this is the best supporting cast he's had in his career. That's a fair. Um, that's a that's a fair point. That's and a fair point. That could be a game changer. Like, I mean, yeah, we we know he's not that good, but what did he have last year? You know, yeah, no, he definitely he definitely got better <laughs> options this year. That's for sure. So, so I'm I'm really curious to see how he takes advantage of this offense. And um, he threw 15 picks last year, threw one last, yesterday. So, I'm interested to see what if, and this is just a game of what if. What if Sam Howell was that guy, and they're just trying to protect him and keep him from going out there, and and Heineke can kind of buy that time to help a Sam Howell develop. Now, one thing I do respect about this regime is that they did not extend Carson Wentz. That's one of the um, best decisions they've made in the three years decision. they've been here. So you cut ties with them, and then you're stuck with what? Taylor Heineke, Sam Howell, a boatload of cap space. Teams now see what you have as far as the running back game, the tight end game, the receiving mm-hmm. options. Now you can go back into the offseason and say, hey, Aaron Rodgers, this is what we got. If he's, you know, or whoever, this is what we yeah. got. Lamar, this is what we got. Okay, none of y'all want to come? All right, well, let's look into moving up in the draft and getting a guy that the table's already set. So, um, I, I don't know. If Heineke can get rolling, and, and what we what we can't forget is Heineke has been on winning streaks. Yeah, he has. And, and yeah, and, and those winning streaks come similarly to how they played the Packers. Yes. Actually, exactly yes. how they played the exactly, Packers. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He throws for about two hundred yards. Yeah, the defense is clicking right now. The deep, the D line. I saw something about Rodgers threw the ball two point nine seven seconds yesterday um, because he knew the D line would get to him. Yeah, we didn't get any sacks, but that affected their game. No plan sacks. One blitz. The down the, you know, that's one crazy. blitz on the last play of the game. One blitz, and that's crazy. So, um, 
Chase Young possibly practicing on Wednesday. Um, Jahan Dotson possibly being back. Logan Thomas being back. Yeah, man, it could get, it could really get interesting very soon, um, especially with that seventh playoff spot. You know, four teams in the NFC East could make it to the playoffs. It yeah, could happen. it could happen. You'd have, I don't know if it will. You'd be the seventh seed. Well happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I, intend, I think the Giants will cool down some. And I'm not trying to talk playoffs, but I mean, I we have that. to talk about it with how bad <laughs> the NFC, how bad the NFC is. We have to talk about right. it. They're, as bad as the Commanders have been playing, they're still the eighth seed, and probably if they win this week with the 49ers and the Rams playing each other they probably move up into that seventh spot with a win this week, which is very interesting. And so, okay, I mean, it really makes you frustrated that they didn't beat the Titans now, right? Because then you're, you're sitting at four and three, and suddenly you're, you know, one game behind Dallas, two games behind the Giants. You know, as bad as you've looked, you're four and three. My question is this take, like the Giants, I've I've been saying for weeks I think they're going to cool down, and then they they haven't managed to cool down. You look at their schedule, and maybe they will cool down. But but um, which which commanders team is the real one? Is it the one that played the Lions and the Cowboys and the Eagles, or is it the one that played the Titans, the Bears, and the Packers? And that's the question, and again, we'll, I, we'll get our answer within the next three weeks because they've had this soft stretch for four weeks, and if they can beat the Colts, then they can come out of it three and one, and then they go and they play the Vikings and the, and the Eagles, the two top teams in the NFC, basically. And that's my question, is which, which team is the real one? Because if you're trying to make the playoffs, then you have to be able to, like, you have to at least compete with those two teams. You got to really be able. You got to be able to beat them, really. But you at least have to be able to compete with them. And for three weeks, they were not even competing with teams, and now they are, but against lesser competition. So that's that's my question right now. Which team is the real one? Yeah, I tell you what, Todd. If they if they get this win this week, put them at four and four, five and four against the Vikings. I doubt they win that game, but just say if they did that Monday night against Philly, Taylor Heineke. Versus Jalen Hurts, it's just something. Taylor Heineke, the media loves him. You know, that has the potential to. I mean, you, you think about it. Last year, they were they were winning that game last year with Heineke. Or well, well, we had get we had who's it? Uh, Blaine Gap? Gilbert, Gary Gil- Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gilbert, but we were winning that game. Yeah, they had a chance to beat the Eagles twice. They had a last chance year. to beat the Eagles mm-hmm. last time. So I don't know what's going to happen, but um, it. It can definitely get interesting here, and they can shake some things up uh, with all these injuries coming up to you know the other teams, opposing teams, and um, the Vikings game is going to be huge. They they need to they need to get this Vikings game, they need to get this Colts game, and then we can worry about the division. But the Giants, I think, will cool down. They may not cool down outside of the outside of the division, but I think inside of the division, that's where they'll get majority of their losses. And they'll probably get a few outside. I think the Giants probably get the nine wins. If they get, if the Giants get the nine wins, you could pretty much chalk them up as going to the playoffs. The Giants get to, but the Giants, if they get to nine, if they only get to nine wins, that means that they're finishing the season. They're six and one seven. That means they're finishing the season three and seven. Yeah, they're, they're probably gonna, they're probably gonna make the playoffs. I mean, if you look yeah, at their I, schedule, they, I yeah. mean, unless unless some injury at quarterback or or something, but. You know they're, uh, yeah. they're playing pretty well. They're playing you know. good football. They're Darren, Daniel Jones isn't doing 
anything special, but he, he is, is he is not throwing games away. Saquon Barkley is is back to his rookie season self, yeah. and they're just being coached so well. Uh, the Commanders, on the other hand, they're, so they're three and four. They got so ten games left. What do you, how many do you think they have to win at least to get to the playoffs? Nine. I think nine. I think the NFC. Right. If you look at that <laughs> NFC, bro, that NFC, that NFC is terrible. The NFC isn't terrible, but the NFC is terrible. I mean, you got. I mean, look, I was telling someone today, outside of the NFC East, outside of the Eagles, Giants, Cowboys, if you look at the rest of the records, they're right there. They're like one game out of everybody else. Right, right, right. You've got the – or at or right at. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams with three wins in the NFC. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they have a tiebreak over the Packers, and they play the – But who's in the playoff spots right now? What's the seeding Um, in the seeding? Let's see the seeding right now. Commanders are the commanders are the eleven seed. Okay, but they're tied. With- well, they're they'd be the ten seed because they have the tiebreaker over the Packers. Um, it's the Eagles and the Vikings and the Seahawks and the Bucks as the division, and then the wild card is Giants, Cowboys, Rams. Rams at three and three. What's the Bucks? Three and four. Three and four. Yep. What's the the NFC West? Four and three. Uh, the West is yeah. Uh, Seahawks four and three, and then. Three and North. four, yeah, five the, and one, five and one, and then you um, see, so they're they're hovering right there. So they're they're playing, they're playing. I mean, they are. They're if right they if they beat if they had beat the the Colts, then they have the Titans. seventh seed. I mean, yeah, the Titans. If they had beat mm-hmm. the Titans, then they are the seventh seed right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and you know, it's very early in the season, but yeah. con- controlling their own destiny. Right. Um, yeah. But where it stands now, if we're saying they need at least nine wins to have a chance, that means they need to finish the season. Six and four, and um, you know if we look at the it's possible okay, six and, and, and four. That's the, thing, that's the thing, Todd. You look at the schedule; it's possible you got the Giants, who I think you can still win. You possibly can beat. I'm not sold on the Giants still. The Giants, yeah, the Giants should be a winnable game. They are, they are, they're not blowing teams out, but they are, they are, they know how to win games yeah. at the end. They know yeah. how to go on a game-winning drive. Right. You know, yeah, but I agree with you. They're not a they're not a special team, but they are mm-hmm. just they are winning. They know how to close games out. Right. Um, you got the Falcons. You got the Texans. Yeah. All that the, the the schedule, the easiness of the schedule still applies. I think even though you're three and four, you it still got to yeah. look ahead, and it, it still applies, man. I mean, you got Dallas. I think Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets. Regardless Regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. They can get Dallas once. Dallas Dallas looks beatable. You know, that. Who knows? I mean, yeah, they play Dallas but... week 18. I mean, so, okay, six and four. That's what they, right. We're talking playoffs, whatever. We're, we're, let's look ahead. We don't have to take it week by week. Yeah. We can, if we're not talking about trying to make the playoffs, then exactly. what, it's, I'm either going to talk about 
making the playoffs or or drafting a quarterback in the yeah. top five. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and right now they're in the middle of both, which is like the worst spot to be in. Yeah. So yeah. let's lean towards the playoffs. You beat the Colts. And now you have to go five and four, essentially. We're saying at least nine wins. You have to win mm-hmm. at least five more. Um, you you really want to beat the Falcons because they could be that that could be mm-hmm. a tiebreaker you need. Mm-hmm. The, so the Falcons, the Texans, those would be if we're talking the the quote unquote winnable games yeah. with teams that are kind of on their level in terms of record and whatever. Falcons, Titans. Um, then you play yeah, the Giants cool. twice. Yeah, you get the Giants once. Uh, the 49ers are just so banged up. The Browns and the Cowboys. The Browns now, so Deshaun Watson will be back, but looking at how these quarterback trades and acquisitions mm-hmm. are going, it's like, you know, I, Deshaun Watson hasn't played in almost two years at that point. You know, we, who knows how he'll come out and look. But you basically have to, going into that last three-game stretch against the 49ers, the uh, Browns, and the Cowboys, you have to beat the Colts beat the Texans, beat the Falcons, and beat at least the Giants once. And then you have to finish the season, I think, 2-1. And one. And so then I, think, I think if they get that first Giants game, I think they'll, they'll go through that bye. I think they'll, they'll regroup, and I think they can beat them twice. If they, if they win the first game, I think they beat them twice. If they, win, if they lose the first game, I think they get them once. Yeah, I – it's it's – and then you know you've got the whole you know week uh, after the Eagles game, Carson Wentz may be able to come back for the Texans or for the Falcons, and then that's going to be a whole thing. And it'll obviously depend on how much how Heineke has performed and what our record is. Because if you know if you if Heineke goes three and one, and week the fifth week uh, Carson Wentz is ready to come back against the Texans, can you put him back in there? You know, like can you can you take? Can you just make that drastic of a change just because you traded for him? I, I mean, know. and that's where I'm saying, you know, Rivera, I think that's I think, a game where you could, the Texans, you could probably still win with a half. But it's know. like, what if you, what if you go back and you put him in and you beat the Texans, but he still doesn't look good. And then you lose yeah. a game and then you, now you're going back and forth. And this is why I think Ron Rivera shouldn't have been so forward with his support of win- like, of course, he's going to support him verbally. Tell him, you know, we're happy to have you. You know, we we we're you know we think that this will be a good fit. But he said it like, "You are wanted here. You are mm-hmm. you are it for us. You are our quarterback." And I just think he went a little too. I mean, the Colts didn't say that for Matt Ryan. You know, like I mean, yeah, sure, Russell Wilson. That's a different level. But I think there should have been. I think Rivera should have left the door cracked just enough to where if he does decide to bench Wentz where it's not like, Oh, I thought he was the guy, you know, but he didn't, he didn't. Now it's like, now that's what it'll be. That's just my opinion. Um, but I mean, I, I, I don't know. Tay, this team could do anything. You could beat Rogers last week, come out this week and lose to Ellinger. They have mm-hmm. no film on him. He's mobile. Mm-hmm. Unlike Matt Ryan, I would have preferred to play Matt Ryan. He thrown, he was leading the league in interceptions and he been. can't move. Now you play Ellinger, and maybe he can get out the pocket and, and just run. Um, but either way, if you get to 4-4 four and four and you get to 500, you did it against teams that were struggling, and then you go on the stretch where you play teams that aren't, and that will be a real test, really for the defense. Like I said, for me, more for the defense than the offense. I think that those three weeks where the offense looked just horribly flat, I think a lot of that had to do with with Wentz and them figuring out what they wanted to do and Brian Robinson and Gibson and whatnot. 
but I'm really, you know, St. Juiced against Justin Jefferson, you know, uh, 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 Kendall fun. Fuller against Justin Jefferson. <laughs> that's not that's not ideal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, defense has been playing lights out, though. I mean, I, I but I, 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 I they have but against teams that have been struggling. So yeah. that's why I'm saying I give them credit for not letting teams but they, get it right. But they're hitting their stride at the right at the right time. They are, they, which they they. This is always when they kind of hit that. Because William Jackson was terrible, and you can't really terrible. now. You kind of get terrible. rid of that, that that person. Terrible. And you go from there, and they're still giving up cover. They're, they're still coverage busts where Rogers just missed, or the guy just dropped. missed Rogers. Yeah, he he just had Armani, <laughs> uh, 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 whatever his name is, Rogers. Yeah, right. So it's Ooh. like, but I mean, hey, that's all it takes. I mean, sometimes you get some fluke stuff to happen, and it's about time it happens for us. I mean, yeah, they've gotten back-to-back muffed punts, which have also yeah. helped. Which what are, are again, that, like, which is that never happens. Yeah, <laughs> that never happens where you get back-to-back and you recover both of them. You know, so close to the end zone, and that's another. You know, it's not. It's not. It happens, but it's like it's kind of fluky because you didn't yeah. force it. Um, and that's my thing. That's my issue with the defense more than anything. All right, so third down percentage. I think they're second in the league yep. in allowing third downs. They didn't let the Packers convert one third down, which is the first time since 99. Dude. They have allowed one conversion of third and 10 and longer. Last year, they had allowed nine up to this point. But they've only gotten two turnovers. Yeah. And one of those was against the Jaguars week one. On <laughs> Trevor Lawrence was basically throwing a Hail Mary. Yeah. Right? So they've they've had, what, three interceptions called back because of penalties, I think? Yeah. Yep. So that's that's now that's my question. All right, well, can you generate turnovers? Because you've got no fumble recoveries and mm-hmm. you've gotten two interceptions, both of which were kind of on not fluky, but you know, it wasn't a great play by anybody. Mm-hmm. It was just a, a really bad. I just I you know, are you gonna are you gonna be able to force Kirk Cousins or Jalen Hurts into those mistakes? Are you even gonna be able to force Sam Ellinger into those mistakes? Well, with Chase back, that has a I mean. Generational yeah, talent, supposedly. I, so. I, I personally don't have expectations for Chase this year, so I hope just because it was such a significant injury, uh, you know, when will he come back, first of all, and then what will he look like when he comes back? Not even saying that really because of last year, just saying it because he has to regain trust in his knee. So personally this season I'm not um, – expecting really much of anything from chase young and i hope i'm wrong but it's not because of even the player it's really because of the injury next year i will expect more from him but look who knows he could come back and and make a huge difference he could he could i mean that's what we drafted a number two overall for i mean yeah yeah it's gonna it's i mean i really more than anything i just hope that they can just stay in the playoff hunt um because if you're not in the playoff hunt but you're still kind of winning games, and then now you're in the middle of the pack with the draft. You're directionless again with quarterback. You, the coaching staff is kind of up in the air, going to a, a, another season on the hot seat. It's just an ugly. It's just kind of a. It, it gets messy, and it, it just kind of. So if they could just stay in contention for the playoffs, then that gives you know the fans that excitement, that gives the team that motivation. So you have to come out and beat the Colts, and you have to just again you have to take advantage of playing struggling teams. They did it. They did it yesterday. Correct. And, and look, you had a Joey Sly miss field goal, which we need to talk about the fact that he's not very good at kicking field goals. Clearly for Washington, yeah. um, you had a you had another opportunity in the red zone or a couple opportunities where you you could have scored touchdowns and you and you didn't. And then again, Heineke started horribly, and you still managed to you know put up twenty three with the potential to put up more. 
And if he can just maybe not start horribly <laughs> now and just kind of be more consistent throughout, um, then maybe you can do something. And they took advantage of the, of the Packers' run defense, which is not good either, right? Right. Which, let me say, I love Antonio Gibson. He showed more burst on that one run yesterday yes. than I think maybe we've seen since he's been here, right? Yes. He, For him to, he, was, he was moving. Yeah, yeah. I, I think maybe he's think, just who not. Is that? Who is, who's, right, who's 24? <laughs> I think maybe he's just not built for that that heavy workload. Yeah. But when you when you kind of split it up and get him mm-hmm. thirteen touches, okay, now he can really do. Maybe his hips just I don't know what it is, Tay, but he was not running like that last year. But yeah. now I think that the punch, the one two punch with Robinson, because Robinson I don't think will get worn down. I think Gibson get, gets worn down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I, it always takes this staff multiple games to figure themselves out mm-hmm. and that's frustrating because i would like for you to be able to win more while you do that and then just win even more once you do but they always have to start off slow and then figure it out and say okay now we got it but now we're playing from so far behind we really have to be on it we can't afford to lose anything anymore mm-hmm. and but hey at least at least we're not two and five again three right. and four oh <laughs> yeah. uh, i got a, a theory before we head out just yeah. not a theory but a, but a serious question I guess I don't know what it is, but um, <laughs> Sam Howell, I've, uh, I don't know why, man, but I just feel like I know Scott Turner very, and Ron are very familiar with him, you know, being at Carolina and mm-hmm. um, seeing Carolina, you know, the, the Tar Heels play and very familiar with him. Marty Herney is very familiar with, her, familiar with him. And I just wonder if he's the answer. Um, and And they could have easily thrown him out there. But if he's not ready, but if you give this guy a true opportunity to, opportunity to develop, we saw in the preseason he has all the tools. I think he, I don't know if he led the whole preseason in passing yards, but he definitely led. I think he, I think he did. You see what I'm saying? So I think he did. Like, is it possible that? I mean, the table is set. If you're he asking me, if, he needs. If you're asking me if you if I think it's possible that that Sam Howell ends up starting next season or going to next season where he's competing for the starting job, I think that's possible. Like I, I would be if 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 it comes out like from like media like Washington, uh, Sam Howell is really turning heads and uh, mm. <laughs> like I would be okay with Sam Howell and Heineke just battling it out, and even if Heineke had like two starts, three starts next year. And then going over to Sam Howell to make sure he's ready, I would be content with that because so, it looks mm-hmm. at it as it looks as it now. We're not going to get a top three pick. We're not going to get any of these 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 top quarterbacks. So we got to right. kind of get lucky and hope yeah, that yeah. gold and it can happen. Yeah. But I just so okay. So to that point, right? This can be our last discussion here. But to that point, um, we now know, right? And this is crazy to say. And, and so uh, George Carmi. Um, on Twitter, if you don't follow him, he's a really good follow, great guy. He also does the uh, full press coverage podcast for the Commanders. He tweeted out about all the quarterback moves and signings that happened and how they're going. Uh, Trubisky benched um, Wilson. He's talking about Russell Wilson, I think. Yeah, Russell uh, Wilson. Right. Who, you know, it's kind of weird. Benched, struck, but really just playing terribly. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Ryan benched. Carson Wentz. Injured, not playing well, and, you know, possibly benched. Jameis Winston injured and, you know, might end up getting benched. Uh, And then you have Geno Smith, who's playing very well. But, uh, you know, based on how things are going with Washington and around the league, it kind of seems like now 
that really the best option, and, and there's no way that I guess they could have known this, but going into the season would have been to say, well, okay, we'll draft a rookie whenever we can at whatever point in the draft, but we're going to go into it with Heineke, and we are going to spend all our money on the free agency and spend our draft picks on adding more weapons on offense and, and defense and just give it another go. That would have been the best thing to do rather than mm-hmm. trading for Wentz. I think we know that now. How, you know, Whatever the difference is between Wentz and, and Heineke, I don't think it's worth trading for and paying the cap money to Wentz. At this point in his career, I, I just think he's shot. But, so, I think, but I think it gives you a chance to do it over again with showing the league of the web, the weapons you have, that makes sense. Mm. Like without investing, like a like a five year, two hundred fifty million dollar deal, like they did yeah. with Wilson, it gives right. you an opportunity to go back into next off season. Now teams are like, I don't know what Washington has. Now they can go like, all right, they have Jahan Dots and they have Logan. Right, what? right. I don't like Logan Tom. I mean, he. Yeah, I think we should Logan. Turner. I mean, I like Cole Turner or Money Rogers. I like yeah, yeah. No, Rogers. I think he's starting to turn up. I think these um, guys could, yeah. You see, and, and I feel like it gave the, the coaching staff a stopgap a little bit, but it to the point where it can show, I don't know. I, so what I'm saying is I think that now that we know that would have, because the quarterback market is so tough out here, you weren't going to get Russell Wilson. And if you did, it would have been a mistake. And he was the best option. And you also weren't going to trade for Deshaun Watson. Uh, we now know that the best option would have been to, to uh, keep Heineke. Or, you know, draft Kenny Pickett, which we don't know. So really to keep Heineke. So now going into next season, like you said, it's looking like you're not going to have a top pick. So, you know, you're not getting C.J. Stroud. You're probably not getting Bryce Young and or Will, Will Levis, whoever that those top three guys are. You're probably not. You're probably not going to have really have a chance at them. Um, so next year, the best course of action may be, and this is really not ideal for this staff, but it's the reality of the situation, maybe to, again, continue to build up the team, go O-line or cornerback in the first round, Mm -hmm. and free agency, go heavy on O-line and defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, Offensively, in terms of weapons, I think you've got a solid group, and then you're letting Heineke and Howell battle it out, essentially. And then from there, say, maybe, you know, if we coach him up well enough, we built him up well enough, we can come out and win 9-10 games and and just keep waiting until we maybe do get opportunity to get a quarterback. Or Howell is that guy, but... Mm -hmm. It's just looking like that's what it's going to be again, yeah. Tate, because I just don't think you're going to have a chance at a top quarterback. If you do, it becomes messy because that means you were terrible. You probably need to fire Rivera, and then you're starting over, which I'm not saying I'm against. I'm just saying what's looking likely to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it, it's like, well, do we have trust in this staff? Because they've clearly been kind of delusional at times and, and made some bad decisions. So I don't know, but I think that's where we're headed, Tate. I think we're headed for one of those seasons where – you. You know, another another middling season. Maybe you're able to make the playoffs. Maybe you miss it by a couple games. But then going to next season, I don't think Rivera gets fired if you win seven games again. I think he gets another chance. In terms of what they do at quarterback, though, if 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 Wentz isn't the one that finishes this season for you, clearly you wanted to have the option to to move on from him. And I think you do because I don't think you pay him $22 million next year. And then I think you're looking at Heineke and Howell battling it out and – Maybe you'll get your chance to see how. I don't know. It's just uh, I just have a weird yeah. feeling about how man. Like, I feel like he can hit. I mean, he was talked about being a number. I mean, the top quarterback. Yeah, in the draft. I do I feel like if they develop him, I'm, I'm hoping that he's taking the time. I mean, because he's similar to Heineke in a sense, but definitely a stronger arm. Ooh, yeah, yeah, so he's similar to Heineke with a a I mean, much stronger yeah, arm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
So I wonder, you know, if if they're going to gravitate towards him just as if, you know, and he's more he's, he's yeah, I got to watch him. I think he's I think he's more I think he's more of a baller to like Heineke in terms of how he plays and mentality yeah, that's, and, yeah, that's and fit with players. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um and look, we may see him this year. You never know. Yeah. Uh, and I say that more so because of injury than anything else. So I'm not hoping for anything. I'm just saying anything's possible. Um, I think that's where next season. I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Whatever yeah, we, we can are. talk about. We can talk about whatever we want. Tay, it's our show. We can talk about whatever we want. But um, I, I I'm always going to be looking at the quarterback thing until they have an answer. Right. right? We're always going to be looking at it, talking about it, and looking for it until they have it. And so. It'll be the constant conversation in season, and always looking ahead to to the end of the season. Obviously, who knows what could happen ultimately? But um, I just feel like you. I, I just hope that Rivera is not just going to blindly go back to Wentz, regardless of how these next three or four games go. Uh, be open to 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 doing what we know is best for the team, regardless of Wentz. And also, you, they do need to be very aware of the fact that they can keep a second and instead give up a third if he mm-hmm. doesn't play a certain number of snaps. Mm-hmm. And, and you can easily make that happen. Now you don't have to make excuses anymore because he got hurt. You can say, Oh, we want to keep, you know, we really want to make sure he's right. Keep him out. There's a difference between a second and a third round pick. Like, come yeah. on. And yeah. whether it's in terms of who you're able to draft or using it as an asset to trade yeah. up or for somebody, yeah. but like, I don't know. Anyway, it's week seven. So I, I won't talk. We, we don't have to talk anymore about the off season, but, um, I just 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 stay in contention for the playoffs. Yeah. And and I don't know. Whatever. It it's just it's going to be another wild ride season. It's never yeah. never going to get get like a normal season. This is our this is our destiny. This is this is what we get. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But now I just look back at that Titans game and say, "Man, <laughs> I wish you would have pulled that one out and, and we'll be sitting here at four and three. Cause then you start to feel good. Cause then you go into that Colts game and say, Hey, we beat them. We're five and three. Yeah. And that's a, that's a good start, but yeah. whatever. It's in the past. Get to four and four. Yeah. Get to four and four. Get to four and four. Now. And that's, that's the last thing I'll say. I know, I guess we'll talk about the, the Colts game in a separate conversation. Mm-hmm. And this was supposed to be a shorter episode. You know how that goes. <laughs> but um, if you come out and you let Sam Ellinger beat you, well, I think a lot of this talk goes out the window. Yeah, it goes out the window. <laughs> you know, like you can't <laughs> you yeah. can't keep momentum going if you lose against a first time starter in a team that's struggling. Yeah. So you you honestly they have to handle business this week. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Which I think so. they will. I think they will. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't. I, look, I'm not saying I don't know. I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I just, man, I, you know, we've been around long enough to to see this team in situation where they really should handle business and and they 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 go bankrupt. <laughs> so, yeah. but we'll see. I, I guess if they can, if they can, if they can beat the Colts and get to four and four, all right. Then now we go into that Viking game, and I'm saying, all right, now I'm amped up again. Because if I'm being honest, both neither of us have been amped up, right, Tay? Yeah. Yeah. Right, because we've been in the middle where it's like, okay, all right, we suck again. <laughs> we don't have a quarterback again. So, you know, what do we root for? So when they, I'm not, I don't have, you know, when they played the Jags week one, I'm yelling, I'm doing what I usually do, right? Mm-hmm. Getting heightened. Mm-hmm. First couple weeks. Uh, once they get to, what, one and four? Were they one and four? Mm-hmm. Then it's like, all right. <laughs> they beat the Bears. I'm like, okay, that doesn't matter. They suck. All right. And you beat the Packers. It's like, okay, all right. Uh, you beat the Colts. 
All right, now we go to that Vikings game, and I'm I'm amped up again. I'm saying, all right, beat these boys. Come on, let's get to five and four. Let's do something. Mm-hmm. You have a chance at this. Mm-hmm. If they lose to the Colts, it's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. You could definitely get some momentum. You win the next two, you get some momentum going to Philly yeah. Monday night. And um, it's just, who, man, who knows? yeah. Who knows, it's, who knows what will happen? Who knows, who knows what who... happens? Because I know. I know this team wants that Philly that Philly team again. I could just for tell sure, how they lost sure. the first game, how Carson missed a lot of throws, the sack pressure, all that stuff. I That's know right. He was sacked nine. nine was times. it ten times? Nine. Times. <laughs> oh yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. And you know, it's also there's always going to be a recency bias with quarterbacks because Heineke had his bad games last year, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, like you said, the weapons are better this year, and you get Dotson back, hopefully, uh, and the tight ends, so, and Robinson, so, whatever. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll not go this long without doing <laughs> an episode again, right? Let's, let's, we'll do better. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll stay up with it better, keep up with it better. Um, so, anyway. Can Heineke save the season? Ultimately, who knows? But <laughs> I do think that Heineke is better for this team than Wentz uh, at this moment. Yes. And I, I think Terry McLaurin feels the same way <laughs> based on how yes. he was acting yesterday. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. <clears throat> All right. Anyway, uh, we'll talk again soon. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. This is Todd. This is T. I did that too soon. All right, let's do that one more time. As always, thank you for watching. (laughs) This is Todd. And this is Tate.